Hello and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views about life extension from around the world. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, one of the best things that Longevity does is support life extension research and the people who do the tough work in the labs. A few years ago, we supported Kelsey Moody during his trip through University Studies and the SENS Foundation Research Center. Longevity has now also supported the biotech company he started and new interns who are under his direction. This summer's intern is Kathleen Kelly, and she will let us know what part of bioengineering and end-to-aging she has undertook. And now I would like to welcome to the Longevity Now podcast, Kathleen Kelly. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. Well, I'll tell you what, could you please provide the listeners with a little introduction about yourself, a little background? My name's Kathleen. I grew up in New York. I am currently a graduate student studying biophysics, but I'm really interested in working on macular degeneration, which is generally age-related. So that's kind of how I got hooked up with ICOR and Longevity, who's supporting my internship at ICOR Therapeutics for the summer. Oh, okay. Could you tell us when you first became interested in this type of research or life extension research? Was it something you discovered recently or something you wanted to do for a long time? It's kind of a little bit of both. I, I know that sounds weird, but when I was younger, I always wanted to be a doctor. It sounds super cliche, but I really did until I hit high school and found out that I was petrified of blood and dissections, so I kind of went another route with another natural science. I got really interested in physics and engineering, and so that's all my formal education has been in physics and material science, but in the back of my mind, I knew I always wanted to really help people. And I'm just a generally health conscious person. I'm really into yoga. I eat all natural foods, organic. And so this just seemed like a natural extension to my lifestyle. Health is really important to me. And I wanted to work on projects that really we're going to make a difference in extending a person's life and as well as the quality of their life. Okay. Well, for other prospective researchers or grad students, could you tell us how you found out about this opportunity at ICOR? Yeah, it's actually really funny. I kind of nearing the end of my graduate school days thinking about what I want to do in my next step. And I actually was just Googling biotech you know, research companies that were in the central New York area. ICOR was one of the first ones that came up. I was really interested in the work that they were doing. As I mentioned previously, like the age-related macular degeneration. And I kind of just pestered Kelsey, sent him my CV and was like, hey, when can I come in? I really want to work with you guys. (laughs) Well, Now, Kathleen, could you tell us more specifically about the type of AMD research that you're doing at ICOR? Yes, thank you for asking. Um, So AMD, I don't know if you know or if your listeners know, but there's not currently any sort of therapy that is directly for AMD. All the current therapies that they have on the market were actually 
former um, cancer therapies, and it kind of just targets what we call wet AMD, and it's when the blood vessels are growing into portions of your eye region that they should not be. So those cancer drugs actually kind of restrict the blood that's getting to those vessels, and it helps a little bit. Okay. But wet AMD is only 10% of the AMD cases. So um, the other forms called dry AMD, so creative. But um, what we're working on is an actual therapy for all types of AMD. And it's an enzyme-based therapy. So what we're trying to do is get these enzymes that break down one of the suspected components of what basically causes AMD. It's a compound called A2E and it accumulates in your cells and basically leads to cell death, which then leads to AMD. This is one of the proposed mechanisms of AMD. We're not really sure if it's actually what causes it, but we think that we have a pretty good shot at this being the cause. So to target that, we are creating these enzymes that will target the A2E and actually break it down so it does not accumulate and then your cells don't die. So the A2E, for listeners who might not know, it's a type of junk, you could call it, that accumulates in your cells as you age kind of slowly and this is particular one it particularly accumulates in cells of the eye yep that's exactly right they um accumulate in your rpe cells oh, um okay. in your retina and so yeah that's exactly what happens as you get older it slowly accumulates and there's nothing naturally occurring in your body that can break this down so what we've proposed is people at columbia have shown that there are enzymes that break down the A2E. So the theory is if we can deliver these enzymes to the cells that are accumulating the A2E, that we could effectively clear it out and it would never get so bad that you would develop AMD. So you're assisting in this project during the summer at i Do you foresee pursuing this type of research even after your internship? Yeah. I. Like I said, I, all of my formal training has been in biophysics and material science, but I feel like a lot of the skills that I've learned in studying that actually translate directly to what I'm doing at i I had a lot of experience with fluorescence microscopy, and actually the compound A2E is autofluorescent, so I've been using fluorescence microscopy to image the RPE cells that have been incubated with A2E and kind of tracking things along that way. I've been making enzymes, which I've never done before. So <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. It's a really nice mesh of the skills that I've already acquired. And then I'm learning all of these new skills that will allow me to kind of, you know, further my research in AMD specifically, 
but kind of just all of these age-related diseases in general. So the fluorescent microscopy is useful for determining how effective the enzyme treatment would be, correct? So you can tell from cells originally and then cells treated with the enzyme using the microscopy to see how effective the enzyme was, right? Yes, that so that's pretty much exactly it. We can see the A2E in the cell lysosomes with fluorescence microscopy, but we can actually do more than that. We can label the lysosome as well. So we can kind of, it's called co-localization, but basically you can show via two different fluorescent probes. So they're essentially different colors. So you can show that the A2E is in fact located in the lysosome and it's not just floating around freely. So that gives more credit to the idea that this is something that accumulates over your lifetime. Okay, let me ask you this. If there was one specific area of research besides AMD or a general area of research you thought needed the most attention or funding in the next couple of years, what do you think that would be? I feel like I would probably have to say something I don't know. I'm torn between three. (laughs) Um, Well, name all three. That would be good. I will. In my mind, cancer is obviously a big one. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm very pale. And so I'm very paranoid about getting skin cancer. I practically bathe in sunscreen. So that's one that's obviously really important to me. We do do some cancer, not exactly cancer studies, but it's more diet studies and how it affects cancer at i So I've especially become interested in that. Alzheimer's is something that hits close to my heart. I have you know, close friends that have struggled with their grandparents developing Alzheimer's. And it's just, it's not clear why it happens. I mean, it's a pretty well-funded thing now, but at the same time, I feel like it really could always use some more funding. And then another one that's close to my heart was I had a teacher in high school that developed ALS and Mm -hmm. he passed within 10 years of his diagnosis and it just it was really hard to see the effect that it had on the community and that's another disease that obviously has gotten a lot of attention recently but before that was not very well funded so it, it's hard to pick one there are really a lot of awful things that yes, definitely <laughs> you are right how about this five years from now what does Kathleen Kelly dream of doing? Where would you like to be in your life or career? I would like to be done with grad school, certainly, and have my PhD. So that's definitely one of my goals. But I love doing research. I want to be doing research and I want to be doing research that means something to people that really will help them in their lives, whether, you know, whether it's cancer research or Alzheimer's or ALS or AMD. I It's not so much the specific disease that drives me. I feel like it's more the want to help people through these types of issues. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way to doing some future meaningful research. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on Longevity Now, Kathleen. Thank you very much for having me. 
Part of the process of ending biological aging as we know it is funding the research that will lead to rejuvenation. What makes this task easier is having a talented core of researchers who are dedicated. Kelsey Moody and Kathleen Kelly are just two examples of the many students and researchers Longevity has supported through the years. With your continued support, we hope to provide even more funding in the future. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.